Imagine you're sitting on your own private island all by yourself. Half a mile away is another island, just like yours, except there's a lot of people over there and they're having a lot of fun and living the good life, the life of your dreams, the life that you secretly wish you could have, the life you should be living. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about, the life of your dreams. And you even have a boat and you could easily row over there and join the party and live the good life with the others. The life of your dreams is only half a mile away. But for some reason that you just don't understand, you can't take the first step. You just stay right where you are. Okay, now let's change the story just a little bit. Let's change the island to your restaurant. You look around, you see that some restaurants in your market are thriving and kicking ass, but not yours. At least it's not working the way you want it to work. And you know there's something wrong. You even know what it is. And you know what you need to do to fix it, to change things so you can join the party and start having fun. But for some reason, you just can't do it. You just can't make the switch or the change. And here's the real kicker. You know that those people over there are no smarter than you are. You know that you work just as hard or even harder than they do. You know that your product is as good or better than their product. You even know what you have to do to get the wheels of success turning, but you still can't act. You still can't move. You're frozen, stuck. Why? The answer is fear. That's right, fear. The truth is you're afraid. You're scared and paralyzed by fear. Hey, I don't blame you. I'm scared too, at least most of the time. And that is what I want to talk about today. Today, I'm going to show you why I believe that fear is one of the most important tools of a restaurant owner and how you can harness your fear. Hey, it's Peter Harmon, the food guru here with your weekly pep talk. My goal is to teach restaurant owners, managers, and chefs just like you to focus on eight basic fundamentals that lead to a better life and financial freedom. Today is Monday, June 21st. This is episode number 131 of Build a Better Restaurant Podcast. It's called The Power of Fear. Okay, let's start with thing number one. What is fear? According to Wiktionary, fear is an emotion induced by a perceived or real danger or threat. Fear causes mental or physiological and behavioral changes. Fear is real. In fact, fear is so real that we can feel it. Fear comes from our amygdala, the part of the brain that regulates our emotions. Its job is to look out for danger and threats. Fear happens in response to certain stimuli. For example, snakes scare the shit out of me. Whenever I see one of those slimy critters, I can literally feel the fear go from my eyes to the back of my neck all the way down my spine. And I don't know why. I've never been bitten or harmed by a snake, but they still freak me out, especially if I come upon one of them unexpectedly in my backyard. There are many different types of fear. Some people have fear of heights. Some people are afraid of public speaking or rejection or dentist needles, large groups, or being alone. The bottom line is, Fear is real to the person who's experiencing it. 
The fear mechanism was built into our system to protect us from harm. Fear is a natural biological response designed to help us live longer. Now, I am not a psychologist. I'm just a cook, and I'm not here to shrink you or analyze you. But I want to talk about someone who is an expert on fear. And that brings us to thing number two, Kristen Ulmer. Kristen is the author of a book called The Art of Fear. Why Conquering Fear Won't Work and What to Do Instead. Kristen is a real expert on the fear subject. Now, she's not an academic, but a real person who knows about fear firsthand. She's a former member of the U.S. Olympic ski team, and she was voted the best big mountain extreme skier for 12 years. And Kristen was considered the most fearless woman in America for over a decade, which means she's not just into risky stuff where you can break your leg, but she's into the really dangerous stuff that will kill you if you get it wrong. Kristen has a very unique relationship with fear. She says fear makes her a better skier and a better business person and just a better person. Here's what she has to say about fear. She says fear is always flowing through our bodies in some form or another, depending on the level of the threat detected by our brain. Some fear is bigger and greater than other fear. When we meet something that scares us, we try to push it away, to eliminate it, make it go away. We even lie to our children about fear and scary things. We tell them not to be afraid. But kids are smart and they know better. They know that fear is real. Even if mommy and daddy say it isn't so. So children start to develop the wrong relationship with fear. And because we as parents don't know how to deal with fear either, we can't help our kids. We literally just confuse them. So we both, us and our kids, start stacking our fears in the basement of our minds. We try to lock fear away so we don't have to deal with it. In her book, Kristen tells the story of the man who has 10,000 children. 5,000 of them are good and 5,000 of them are bad. So the man locks the bad ones in the basement, where, as you can imagine, they hate it. So they start to scheme against him. And eventually, they break free and all hell breaks loose. Fear is just like that. The more we resist it, the worse it gets. What we resist persists. Now, Kristen says, when we try to push our fear away, it causes anxiety. Here's how that works. The amygdala creates fear and pushes it through our bodies all day. It gives us small and large things to look out for. Hey, see that over there? Or, oh boy, what about that? Now, imagine a garden hose with low-dose fear running through it constantly instead of water. Well, anxiety is like a kink in the hose. Anxiety ties us up in knots and freezes us in place. It stops our natural flow. Anxiety happens in our mind, inside our head. Now, today, people do everything possible to avoid fear. We try meditation. We do breathing exercises. We drink alcohol, use drugs. Our doctors prescribe medication. We do whatever it takes to make the feeling of fear go away. But what we really need to do is stop and face our fear head on. See, fear is not a problem to be solved. Fear is a resource to be harnessed and embraced and used 
as the valuable tool that it is. Fear is not an enemy to be conquered or killed or tied up and hidden in the basement. Fear is an important part of being alive. We usually run into fear or meet fear at the edge of our comfort zone when we're trying to do something new or unknown or risky or scary. You know, like when we're trying to make a change, we meet resistance. And that, my friends, the resistance is called fear. Now, we want to use the good part of fear because fear wakes us up. It puts us on high alert. It sharpens our senses. It's the ultimate form of being alive. But most people are afraid of it. So they run from it and they try to push it away or bottle it up. There are two types of people, fear avoiders and risk takers. The risk takers are the ones who are really alive and they're living the lives of their dreams because they have the nuggets to face their fear and go for it. They go with the fear as an energy source instead of something that drags them down and ties them up. So here's how Kristen says to deal with fear. Sit quietly with it. Feel it. Feel where it is in your body. Is it in your chest, your back, your neck, your head? And then ask yourself, if this thing happens, what's the worst thing that can happen? And can I live with that outcome? And most of the time, like 99% of the time, the answer is going to be yes. Okay, now let's shift gears a little and move on to thing number three. Dr. Joan Rosenberg and the eight uncomfortable feelings. Now, I don't remember where I heard this, but I wrote it down and it's been taped on my file cabinet for a few years. And today I'm going to share this with you. Okay, so Dr. Joan Rosenberg says there are eight unpleasant feelings and they are sadness, shame, helplessness, anger, vulnerability, embarrassment, disappointment, and frustration. Now, when we have these feelings, these unpleasant feelings, they only last between 10 and 90 seconds, and then they're gone. Dr. Rosenberg says, just face the thing, look at it, feel its power. If you can hang in there for 90 seconds, you should be able to move past the feeling and get over the uncomfortable feeling and move forward. 90 seconds is the key. Dr. Rosenberg says, when we avoid the thing, the feeling stays and it lingers. And get this, the lack of truth or the lack of feeling it or looking at it and truthfully thinking about it leads to anxiety. By avoiding the thing that needs to be done, we create pent-up energy, which leads to anxiety and burnout and failure. Wow. Now, here's another smart guy who said something similar. William Shakespeare said, A coward dies a thousand times before his death, but the valiant taste of death but once. Okay, and this brings us to thing number four. What does fear do and how can fear help us? Now think about courage and bravery. Courage is not the opposite of fear. We all have fear. It's coursing through our system all day long in one form or another. Courage and bravery is the willingness to face the adversary or the fear head on and stand up to it. Courage is the ability to be scared shitless about something or buy something and do it anyway because it's the right thing to do because it has to be done and done now today. And this 
is what being alive is all about. I mean, imagine an ancient battle or a siege or D-Day on the beaches of Normandy or that scene from Braveheart. Those people were 100% alive, completely scared with terror pumping through their veins, crazy and wild and alive, a thousand percent focused, zero percent bored or uninterested. Now, what if you could harness that power, that same energy every day? President John F. Kennedy said, we choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they're easy, but because they are hard, because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills, because that challenge is one that we are willing to accept, one we are unwilling to postpone. Firemen face their fears every time they run into a burning building. Soldiers face their fear when they charge into battle, and you face your fears every day and every week. Every time you're faced with something that you don't know how to do or have never done before. Every time something changes or you have to learn a new skill or a new concept or a new job. Because the new thing is outside your comfort zone. It doesn't have to be life-threatening to evoke fear. Something that is just one degree outside of our comfort zone will get our heart pumping faster and force us to take serious notice, to be awake and alert. The big thing is, what do you do with your fear? Will you take the step and do the thing or not? Okay, number thing number five, how to use fear. See, fear isn't just about you. Your people have fear too. And get this, your customers have fear also. How can you use this to help your staff get out of their comfort zone and improve by 1%? And how can you use this with your customers to move them out of their comfort zone and take a risk on you? See, when my kids were little, they were afraid of things like getting tossed up in the air when they were wee little or riding a two-wheel bike or jumping off the diving board. But as soon as they faced their fear and did the thing, Boom, pure excitement. They were alive and excited, pumped, accelerated, screaming, do it again, do it again, do it again. That, ladies and gentlemen, is what life is about. Exhilaration, the thrill of stepping outside your comfort zone and having the guts to go for it, to live. This is why I believe growing by 1% every day is so important to improvement. 1% is just barely outside our comfort zone. And it's a little scary and new and exciting. And that's what keeps us interested in moving forward toward our goals. When we overcome our fear, we get a rush of adrenaline. And that makes us feel great. It makes us feel alive. And that is why big, hairy, audacious goals are so great. At first, they're big and scary and unbelievable. We're afraid of them. We're afraid to tell other people what we want to do because we have fear of rejection. They're going to laugh at us. They, you see, we don't want them to crush our dream because the fear of disappointment is greater than the hope of achieving the goal. But as we start to move forward, 1% every day, one little victory at a time, one baby step, we start to get momentum. And that momentum gives us the courage and the confidence to keep going. Think of that thing you really want to do. 
but you can't because you're frozen in place. Now, the first thing you need to do is face it and ask yourself, why does this thing scare me? What's the worst thing that can happen if I do it? See, if it's a big thing, like making an important phone call or asking for that sale or that contract or asking for help, break the things into chunks, say 10 chunks, and just do the first little piece, and then the second. And before you know it, you're going to conquer a deep-seated fear. And that action will give you a shot of adrenaline and dopamine to keep going. See, the answer is, yes, it is scary, but let's do it anyway, because it's going to be fun and scary. Excitement is fun and scary together. But if we're afraid of it and we run from it or we try to sweep it under the rug, it's going to come back and bite us in the arse when we very least expect it. Remember, life begins at the edge of our comfort zone. The big problem with fear is when we're afraid or worried or stressed, we're using a large portion of our brain to think about how upset we are, and we don't have enough bandwidth to focus 100% on the task at hand. See, when we're worried about the future or the past, we don't have 100% for now. So we do less than our best because we underperform because of the pressure. But what if we could channel our fear into something useful? See, fear provides focus, and you know it. See, when you're backed into a corner, our mind is razor sharp. Our senses are keen and we're alive. We can feel it. Fear is like a giant dose of all-natural Red Bull, adrenaline without the side effects. It's a natural high. Fear provides motivation. It motivates us to move fast. See, when you're being chased by a lion or a bear, you can really move. But when we're sitting on the couch with a remote in our hand, life is plain and normal and, well, boring. The question is, are you in the mood for some fear today? Okay, I want you to do the thing. Get the power. The trick is to become comfortable being uncomfortable. See, today, everybody wants to be happy, safe, and comfortable. Nobody wants to be uncomfortable. We try to shield and protect ourselves and our children from fear. And that seems like a good thing to do, but as it seems with all universal truths, I think we have it exactly backwards. Our relationship with fear is wrong, backwards. We need, instead of running away from fear, instead of trying to sweep it under the rug and getting somebody else to take care of it, we need to face our fear and be a little uncomfortable. That's what makes us real. It makes us feel alive. And we're all, when, when we're alive, we're at our best. See, life is a messy sport. You're going to get some on you. There's no way around it. So why not just go for it and revel in the mess and the excitement and the sphere? A little bit of scary. That's what's fun. That's what makes life worth living. Okay, in conclusion, if there was no such thing as money, or if you had a bottomless credit card that could never run out of money, what would you do all day? Or how about this? If you had fuck you money 
and you didn't give a shit what other people thought, what would you do about this big, scary mountain or water mass that's separating you from your goal? Think about that, because the answer to that is what you should be doing now, today. Step towards your fear and embrace it. Feel it, sit with it, and get to know it intimately. Love it, relish it. Life begins at the edge of your comfort zone. The obstacle is the way to achieving your goal. The obstacle is the way to freedom. Most people live little quiet lives of desperation, afraid to take a chance, but not you. You're brave, you have courage, and you're just crazy enough to go for it. I mean, really. After all the options of what you can be doing right now, you're listening to this. And the reason you're listening to this is that you want to get better. You want to find a better way. And do you know what? Yes, you will find that way. But first, you got to jump. The future is here. And that means new, different change and fear. And all of that lives outside of your comfort zone. I want you to embrace your fear, not attack it, because it's not your enemy. Fear is your friend. It's part of your chemical makeup that makes you, you. Fear is going to put you in the zone and help you focus and win. And that brings me to this week's homework assignment. I want you to embrace your fear and do the scariest thing on your to-do list today. Right now. Ready? Go. Okay, and after you do it, I want you to send me an email at foodguru at foodguru.com and tell me all about it. Come on, you know exactly what the thing is and it scares you to your core. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm giving you permission to go for it. And I'm downright begging you to go for it. Leap and the net will appear. Leap and feel alive. You're gonna love it. And you're gonna wanna do it again and again and again. My name is Peter Harmon. I am the food guru. My goal is to start a restaurant revolution where every restaurant owner and manager and chef who joins us has the knowledge and information they need to reimagine their restaurant and create financial freedom and live the life of your dreams. I want to help you reimagine your restaurant. If you're looking to move the ball forward to build a better restaurant, all you have to do is come to foodguru.com to get started. When the student is ready, the food guru will appear. Thanks for listening. I look forward to hearing from you soon. <laughs>